Hallelujah. Feeling like camp meeting in here tonight. Great to be here. Amen. In New Albany, Mississippi, I thank you very much for this very, very special invitation to be here tonight. My wife and I, along with two of my grandchildren, have been able to come, and I want to thank you very, very much. It is an honor to be here giving honor to the pastor of this great work, all the ministers who work in this district, you that labor so faithfully in the kingdom of God. I don't know whether you have the mindset that I do, but I want to be saved. Above all else, I don't care what happens, don't care what I've got to go through, but I want to be saved. I've got to be born again, amen, every day of my life. I don't want to slide back, I want to climb forward. I want to hear the Lord say, well done, praise God, amen. We have come tonight to preach the word, and I appreciate this opportunity to minister the word of the Lord. I woke this morning, this is my birthday, and you didn't even wish me happy birthday yet. But this is my birthday, and I woke up this morning, we stayed in South Haven last night. Woke up this morning, almost got blew away. I'm telling you what, amen. Uh, the, the treetops were twisting around us, falling out of the trees, falling across 75,000 watt power lines. And it was arcing from the power line to the pole, from the lead. And about every about three minutes, we'd hear something go, Shh, and the whole house would light up. I grabbed my wife. I said, get out of bed, ran upstairs, and got the children out of bed. And we stayed at my cousin's house last night. And it was quite an awakening. And the wind was blowing 70 to 80 mile an hour, and trees were falling. And, uh, and my, my uh, cousin said, man, that gave me quite a shock. I said, well, it didn't do me much good myself, I'm telling you. But we are able to be here tonight and able to be here to love the Lord. It's great not only to see all these wonderful young people, but it's good to see moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas here tonight to worship the Lord. We're in this thing to make heaven. If we miss heaven, we've missed it all. You can accumulate all the worldly goods that you can accumulate in this life and have a passel of them. But I've often said this, I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You can't take none of it with you. Not one bit of it. But one thing you can take with you, and that's your family, those that you love, those that, that have prayed through and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And tonight, I want you to help me preach. Would you help me preach? I come, I come to encourage you. That's what I want to do. Amen. If you've been going through it, friend, I want to tell you something. God is the answer for every situation and every problem. You don't have to doubt God. You don't have to doubt Him. Amen. He can do exceedingly abundantly above that which you're even able to ask or think. He'll do that if you'll just trust Him. We live so far beneath our privileges as apostolic people, we need to tap into the resources of heaven and realize that God has never left us, never forsaken us. He promised us that in the Word of God. And I feel like tonight that God is right here to supply our each and every need. And I want to say tonight to you, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is soon to come. When's he going to come? I do not know. I do not know. But I know one thing, amen, everything I read in the Word of God that I can see that is fulfilled. The only thing I haven't heard, amen, is the shout and the trumpet sound. Praise God. So I'm looking forward to the Lord coming back after his church. Tonight, if you'll promise me, I'll help you preach, Brother Willis. I'll help you preach. Amen. Then I'll, I'll be a happy man. And I'll be a greater happy man if God would anoint me tonight from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Would you lift your hands right now and let's pray before we ever read the scripture. God, I pray tonight that through the ministry of your word, that God, you would anoint me, Lord, as I open your word, which is already anointed. 
But God, that I can encourage some saint of God, some faithful saint who has labored and toiled for years and years, some young person, God, that's fighting the battles of their life. Help us tonight stand upon your word and believe that your word is yea and amen. Thank you tonight for your mercy, your kindness, and your honor. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Could you pick up the precious word of the Lord, if you will, tonight? Thank the Lord for his great blessings. I want to go to the book of Job, chapter number 2, if I can tonight. Job, chapter number 2, and I want to read starting at verse number 1. Job, chapter 2, reading at verse number 1. God bless you of this great district here that have come together to worship the Lord. Amen. You know, folks think we don't need meetings like this. We do. We need to get together and encourage one another in the Lord. Amen. You don't know what I've been going through, and I don't know what you've been going through, but I know what God's been taking us through. Anything that comes. Anything that comes. Let me preach. I want to read from the second chapter of the book of Job. Let me read it, verse number one. You have heard these scriptures before, but I pray tonight that I can touch your heart and encourage you in Jesus Christ. Verse number one reads, Again there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also to present himself before the Lord. I want you to notice the first word of that scripture. The first word of that scripture is again. Say that with me. Again. The Satan came when? Again. Notice this now. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, from walking up and down in it, and the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in all the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, escheweth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, all that a man have will he give for his life. But put forth thy hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. He is in thy hand, but save his life. Go with me, if you will, to the book of Proverbs, one verse of Scripture. Chapter number 24 of the book of Proverbs, and let me read from verse number 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity. If thou faint in the day of adversity. Thy strength is small. Let me read that again. If thou faint in the day of adversity thy strength is small. I want to preach to you tonight surviving the second wave. Surviving the second wave. Would you say thank you Jesus? Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Again tonight it's quite an honor to stand in this pulpit where many of great men have stood and preached the word of the Lord. Because the Word of God is so powerful and so wonderful. Amen. It's an honor just to open your mouth and begin to speak what's in the Word of God. 
Let me preach to you tonight from a very controversial book, which is the book of Job. Someone said, well, it might not be a very controversial book, but from what I have read, a lot of Bible scholars cannot really agree on the book of Job exactly what transpired. They really can't understand what happened to a man who seemed like he had everything going in his direction. He was a very blessed man. If you look up the history of Job, you will find that Job knew how to handle the blessings of God. I think all of us need to learn how to do that because God is such a powerful and wonderful God whose blessings far exceed our expectations every day. But lots of times we become spoiled and we get so much that we feel like that God has left us out. But God's never left us out. He said he would never, ever leave us out. But according to the Word of God, this man was a man who feared God. He loved God. I hope there's some folks in here tonight, and you pardon me, but I'm going to preach like I preach at home. Amen. There's some folks in here, I really believe that in their heart they fear God. They love God from the very depths of their soul. I don't believe all the young people of the world are, 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 are without God. I believe there's some young people in here tonight who love God from the very depths of their heart. And the blessings of God are upon them every day. You might not understand what God's doing. You might not understand how God's pouring his blessings out. But God's blessing them in a very special way. And Job was a man who feared God. He absolutely hated anything that represented evil. He stood on the promises of God. This man had seven sons and three daughters. And he was blessed abundantly with earthly goods. He had 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels. 500 yoke of oxen that roamed in his field. That was a thousand oxen that roamed across the fields that this man had. Had 500 she-asses. Now I'm talking not about a small-time farmer, but I'm talking about somebody who had a monstrous herd. And the Bible said that he had a great household. He was a very, very blessed man. Don't tell me that you can't be blessed to know how to love God. For I believe in my heart that if you love God, God will pour out his blessings upon you. And the anointing of God will be in your life. But you've got to realize that you've got to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Many men have never been able to handle the blessings of God. For when God poured his blessings out upon them, they got feeling it was because of them. It's not because of you, but it's because because God is God and God does not change he's the same yesterday today and forever and if you trust him he's not going to let you down Job was the kind of man that not only feared God for himself but he feared God for his children oftentimes his family would come together and his boys would get together and his daughters would get together and they would make merry and eat and drink no sooner than the party was over Job would go make sacrifice for every one of his children. He would make a sacrifice because perhaps during that time of foolishness they might have cursed God. He wanted his family to be saved. I don't know of a mother or father in this place tonight who loves God that does not want their family to be saved. They want their children set on fire with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They want the anointing of God to come down upon them. When they come to church they want to see them lift their hands and glorify God and let the power of God surge through them. I feel like tonight in this place there's enough power, friend, to let the 
baptism of the Holy Ghost. Good God Almighty, I feel like preaching tonight. Amen. Amen. And Job loved the Lord. Job magnified God. Amen. And when the sons of God come to present themselves before the Lord, every time you come to church, I'm telling you right now, the adversary comes to. As a matter of fact, he's more faithful than some people who claim the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because every time they came to present themselves before God, here comes Satan tagging along also. And the Lord asked him, work which comest thou, Satan? And the Satan said, I've been going to and fro. I've been going up and down. I'm trying to find somebody I can discourage. I'm trying to find somebody I can make turn back. I'm trying to find somebody I can get turned around from one camp meeting to the other. But I want to serve notice on hell tonight. This is not a turnaround bunch in here. This is a going forward bunch. This is a Holy Ghost filled bunch. We are people in here tonight who love God from the depths of our heart. We have something inside that has kept us every day. It's not going to back us up, but it's going to send us forward. We love God from the very, very depths of our soul. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Somebody that loves God, ought to stick that arm up there and say, God, I'm not a turning around. I'm going forward for Jesus Christ. I've got a made up mind. Amen. And the Lord said, where you been? I've been trying to find somebody to discourage, somebody to defeat, somebody to overcome. I've been pulling down ministries. I've been pulling down churches. I've been making young people commit, amen, fornication. I've been working through music, and I've been working through dress. I've been working through ungodliness. That's where I've been. And the Lord said, I want to ask you something, Satan. Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in all the land. Hey man, none like him. Hey man, I'm telling you, he's on fire. Hey man, I feel like some folks in this building tonight are on fire. You're not sitting here smoldering, but you're on fire. Hey man, because the Holy Ghost has done something in your life that makes you want to praise God irregardless of whatever comes your way. Thank you, Jesus. Have you considered him? Have you considered him? Oh, I've considered him all right. Yes, sir. Amen. I've looked him over good. But there's something I notice about him. You have built a hedge about him. I notice something about him. That he is surrounded by an aura or by a presence. I just can't seem to penetrate. There's something around him. When you stay on fire for God, there's something around you. Hear me now. Hey man, it's when you get cold and lukewarm. Hey man, that the shield begins to fall. I'd rather have the Holy Ghost standing out there. Hey man, bucking the devil off every time he comes. Hey man, I'm telling you what. When the devil comes in like a flood, what happens? God's going to raise up a standard against him and tell him, leave him alone. That's my child of God. That's my child. Leave them alone. And so the Lord listened as he talked to the adversary. Amen. And Satan said, listen. Amen. Job, he fears you for naught. He fears you because of all the blessings you've given him. He fears you because of all the materialistic things that you have given him. 
He has seven sons and two daughters. Now, three daughters, rather. Hey, man, he has 7,000 sheep and 300 camels and 500 yokes of oxen. Hey, man, and 500 head of sheep. Look, hey, man, are the she asses. Look what he's got. I'm telling you, you have blessed him abundantly. And he fears you lest you would take those things away. I am not serving God tonight for material things. I want you to know that right now. Hey, man, somebody said, preacher, what would you do? Hey, man, if every material thing you had left, I'll tell you what I would do. I'll do what I did the night God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I'd rejoice. Hey, man, because I feel like that with God for me, nobody can be against me. I feel like with God on my side, I shall, shall overcome in the end time. Amen. And the devil said he's just serving you for naught. And so now the devil was going to make his first attack, amen, on a very precious man of God. Listen, folk, I know the devil's been after us ever since I said I do the night that Jesus Christ proposed to me. The devil's been after me to try to get me, amen, to defile, amen, that, that vow that I made to God. Ever since I said to God that night, I'll serve you. I was a 17-year-old boy who came to church, and when I came to church, they was ashamed that I even came. Hey, man, at 17 years old, I would lay down on the pew and go to sleep. I'd take a bean shooter and shoot him, hey, man, in the back of the head. Had an old sister I loved to shoot her in the back of the head. When I shot her in the back of the head, she'd jump up and start to dance. Hey, man, they thought she was in the spirit. Hey, man, I caused more havoc than you could ever cause. But that night, the preacher preached, and he preached about crossing over, and he preached about going to hell, and he preached about being saved. I got up out of that seat that night, and I want to tell you, I could not help it. I went down to that altar, and I poured my little old skinny heart out to God, and I said, God, if you'll fill me with the Holy Ghost, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll say anything you want me to say. I'll live like you want me to live, and bless me to God. Oh, I feel something in this place. I said to God, God, I'm going to do it. I'm in it. I love him. I'm not going to turn back on him. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not serving God for naught. God said, listen, he's not serving me for naught. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lift the hedge. I'm going to let you go in there with all of your forces. I'm going to let you attack him. Hey, man, you take away the things that I have blessed him with. But I guarantee you this man's still going to serve God. I guarantee you he's going to serve God. Hey, man, Job had enough fortitude. Hey, man, he had enough determination that he did not matter to him. Hey, man, sure he loved his family. Hey, man, sure he appreciated the blessings of God. Hey, man, but one day while his sons and daughters were eating and drinking, hey, man, there was a servant came running in. Hey, man, and said, I want to tell you something. Hey, man, the Sabians have come. Hey, man, and they've killed all the servants. And they've taken away all the livestock, all the asses that you've got, and all the oxen that you've got. They have taken them away. He had no sooner finished speaking than here come another bearer of bad news. Somebody said, how can we take it? With God all things are possible. Listen to me tonight. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that can be so bad that you can't live for God. There's nothing that can be so rough that you can't live for God. There's nothing that can be any worse. Hey man, than all these things. But this man said, I am determined not to turn back. I'm determined not to turn around. My God Almighty, I'm determined to 
no matter what. Lift your hands and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I love you. I've got a made-up mind, he said. And no sooner than the one that finished speaking, amen, the one came, another servant came running in. And he said, fire has fallen, the fall of God has fallen out of heaven. And it took the sheep and the servants, amen, and I and only I have escaped to tell thee. No sooner than he got talking than another servant come running in out of breath and panting. Hey man, the, 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 the sweat coursing down his face in a salty brine. And he said, I want to tell you, Job. Hey man, it's horrible. You don't know what's happened. The Chaldeans have come down and killed all the servants that you've got. And they've taken away your cattle. Now your camels, all of them are gone. And no sooner than he had got through speaking, another one came running in. Amen. With the same appearance of desperation and said to Job, Job, I want you to know something. Amen. There was a wind that come blowing out of the heavens. Amen. It smote the house and the house fell in. And all the young men are dead. Job, it's a horrible situation. Job, it's a terrible situation. And the devil said within his heart, bless God I've got him now. I have taken away his natural things. But Job did not have a natural love. He had a spiritual love for God. Take my houses and take my land but you can't take my God. I'm in love with Jesus Christ from the very depths of my soul tonight. Oh hallelujah. Job rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and began to worship God. And he said, naked I came into this world. And naked, bless God, I'm going to leave. Hallelujah, my God's blessing. I feel like that from the depths of my heart tonight. I'm telling you, my God's blessing. He's a wonderful God. Several Christmases ago, amen, in December, amen, five years ago, I never will forget we had grandbabies that were born premature. Amen, I walked into the house Christmas Day and looked over and one of them was laying there dead. He was laying there dead in his little carrier. There was no breath, no life. He was ashen gray. I picked him up out of his carrier and ran him into the kitchen, laid him on the counter. Amen. And began to pray and God revived him. Amen. We loaded him up and rushed him to the hospital. We got to the hospital that night. He quit breathing five different times. The doctors came and said, listen, I hate to tell you this, but both these babies have RSV virus and they don't look like one's going to make it and I can't tell you whether the other's going to make it or not but I lifted my hands to God and I said God hey man though you slay me yet will I trust you hey man if you take them all right hey man but if you want to save them all right and I want to tell you something I'm not serving God for naught but my two grandbabies are alive today loving God worshiping and singing and praising Jesus Christ I love I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him from the very depths of my soul. Oh God, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh God. All this man went through, all he went through, he sinned not against God, nor charged God foolishly. He didn't say, God, you're being too hard on me. 
He didn't say, God, why did you leave me? He didn't say, God, why did you forsake me? I don't know why tonight I felt like preaching this, but I'm telling you, some of you might be going through something. You might be facing some trials. But remember now, God hasn't forsaken you. I have never heard in my life of so many ministers that are going through sickness and trouble on every side. In the Indiana district, you have them with kidney failure. We have them with cancer. We have them with all kinds of diseases. Never have I heard any such thing. But I want to tell you, I haven't heard one of those preachers say that God's let me down. I've asked them, how you doing? You know what they said? Brother Willis, God's good. Hallelujah, God's all right. Amen, he didn't charge God foolishly, but they believed that God would make a way, and God has. All that he put this man through, you think he would give up. You think he would give up. Somebody said, well, since the attack on the World Trade Center, Bless God, the enemies give up. Don't you kid yourself. Don't you kid yourself. The enemy has not given up. I worked with a man who worked on the front of our church who laid the, the, the stone on the front of our church and for days he cut stone and laid stone. And all the time he was working, he talked about being in the war. And he said, you know, Brother Willis, I fought the Japanese. Hey, man, and during the war, I manned a 50 caliber machine gun. And I would sit in a foxhole and I would hear them moving in the night. Not just one or two, but hundreds of them. They would crawl through the bushes. They would crawl with the rock and all of a sudden I would hear a scream a loud voice as they begin to scream Bansai and he said they would stand at their feet with weapons in their hand and he said I would start shooting that 50 caliber machine gun around me men opened up with their weapons and we stacked them like cordwood and the first wave came and somebody said oh that's it we've defeated them we've defeated them don't you ever think that the devils went to sleep don't you ever think the devil's going to let you die. Don't you ever think the devil's going to forget about you. He wants you. He desires you. Hey man, friend, I'm telling you what. But I got news for the devil. He's not going to get me. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to love God. I'm going to magnify God. Hey man, bring it on. Bring it on. I'm going to stand on Jesus Christ. Oh God Almighty. And that man said we fought and fought and fought. Amen. In the first way, we defeated them. They were defeated. They were down. Amen. They were stacked like cordwood. The bloody bodies of the enemies were laying there everywhere. But he said, we knew. We knew just as sure as we were in those foxholes that they had an objective. And that was to destroy us. They wanted to destroy us. The devil has an objective. And that is to destroy us. But I want you to know tonight you possess power. Amen. That the devil don't really realize you have. You possess something, my friend, that cannot be defeated. You possess something that cannot be overcome. You possess something that has no weak points. Listen to me now. Amen. You possess something tonight that will keep you in the thick of the battle. Amen. I don't care. Heat the furnace up seven times hotter. Amen. But it'll withstand the fire. Amen. Let the wind blow a hundred miles an hour. It'll withstand the wind. Throw it in the lion's den. And it'll withstand the lions. Why? Because it's our love. Our love for Jesus Christ is a never-ending, never-failing love. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. 
the second wave is going to come. Amen. The adversary is going to send it in. Again, when God, amen, met with the sons of God. Again, the Bible says. Everybody say again. Again, the devil came. Amen. And the Lord asked the devil, where have you been? I've been going to and fro, up and down. Amen. Trying to find somebody I can gobble up. Trying to find somebody I can defeat. And he said, I'll tell you what. Amen. Have you considered my servant Job? Now this is after one of the greatest trials in his life. This is after one of the greatest battles he ever fought. This is after some of the greatest heartbreak he ever went through. And still the Lord said, there's none like him in all the earth. Bless God. He was a mighty man in the east. But not only was Job a mighty man in the east, he was a mighty man with God. I believe there's some mighty men, some mighty young people, some mighty women, some mighty mothers, some mighty fathers in this place tonight who really love Jesus Christ. Have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered him? Are you worthy of consideration tonight? My God, I hope I am. Amen, I hope I am. I feel like I am. Amen. And the Lord said, there's none like him. I know you come back again, devil, but there's none like him. But Lord, I'll tell you what. Amen, you let me get down to the nitty-gritty. You let me get down to his flesh. You let me touch his body. You let me afflict him till he can't lift his head off the bed. You let me get him down till he's physically sick and he can't move. You let me get him down. Amen. And then he'll curse you to your face. He'll stand right up before you and curse you to your face. But I want us know you to know tonight that Job had prepared for a second wave. I believe somewhere in Job's life, between the time that his sons were killed, between the time that his asses were stolen, between the time that his camels were carried off, between the time, friend, that he was brought down to a poverty level. I believe he made a rededication to God. I believe he said, God, hey man, I know it's been tough and I know it's been rough. I know that there's some men going to come and try to discourage me, but I want to tell you tonight, I have made up my mind. I'm going to serve God regardless what comes or what goes. I'm going to serve God regardless because I love Jesus Christ. I never will forget several years ago I was in a meeting and there was a black lady stood up, tears running down her face. Hey Amen. Just three weeks prior to this, a fire swept through her home. Hey Amen. Five of her children burned up. Five of her children were taken away from her. But she stood up that night with tears running down her face. And she said, I want to thank God. Even though I lost my love babies, even though I lost my children, I still love him. And he's never been nothing to me but a good God. I love him. I want to serve him. He's a great big king of kings. Oh God, hear me tonight. Have you considered him? Sure I've considered him. Matter of fact, I'm mounting a second wave. Amen. My attack is going to be stronger. My attack is going to be more personal. My attack is going to be not materialistic this time, but my attack is going to be physical. My attack is going to get something that affects that very shell that you live in, God. I'm going to attack his tabernacle. I'm going to attack that dwelling place. 
Know you not that your body, amen, it's a dwelling place, folks, of the Holy Ghost. And the devil would love to attack it on every side. He would love to get you to turn around. But when the devil said to him, Lord, hey man, you let me smite him. You let me get a hold of him. Skin for skin, God. Hey man, all that a man have will he give for his life. Hey man, everything he's got. Hey man, if he thinks he's going to die. Hey man, and he thinks you've been unjust to him. He'll turn around and curse you to your face. Oh, but God was telling the devil, you don't know my servant Job. You don't know my people. You don't know those that love me. You don't know what real love is, Satan. Hey man, if you knew what real love is, you would understand that real love fails not. It's not puffed up. Hey man, real love, my friend, doesn't crumble under pressure. Real love does not fall apart when things are going bad. You don't understand. Oh, but I do understand. Let me, let me show you what I can do. The Lord said, Behold, he is in your hand, but save his life. Save his life. I never will forget, maybe it was Brother Parent several years ago, he was driving down the street for the bishop and came upon two boys that were fighting. Two boys that were just going at it. Blood was flying. One boy was a very robust type of child, very big, broad shoulders, and the other was just a little skinny fellow, just a little fellow. He said he stopped, and he yelled at him and said, you boys, cut that out. Jumped out of the car and grabbed the older boy by the shoulder and said, you leave him alone. About that time, he felt a hand on his arm, little bloody face, looked up at him and said, leave him alone, sir. Just leave him alone. I'll take care of him. Leave him alone. I just ain't got my second wind yet. And so he said, I just walked away. I went back and got in my car, and I thought, well, I can't drive off. That big boy might kill him. I can't do that. So he said, I sit there. Hey, man, and I watched the most ultimate turnaround I've ever seen in my life. He said, that little old boy was like a fire come up underneath him. He said, you never saw such swinging and punching and hitting and kicking in your life. He said, when he was done, the little boy was standing there dusting his hands off. Looked over at him and kind of winked. Bless God. Amen. Bring on the second wave. Hallelujah. Just bring it on. Amen. Somebody said, the devil's got you. No, he don't. No, he don't. Amen. You just back out of the way. Amen. But God and I, I said, God, oh my God. I said, God and I, we shall defeat the adversary any way we possibly can. My God, my God. You know what? We need some folks that will not give up. We'll hold on. We'll hold on. We'll hold on. We'll hold on. Amen. Better than they've ever held on in their life. When we fought the political war of Vietnam, we had some very sophisticated weapons in the United States of America. I read a brief on what we had in our airplanes, and it blew my mind. But this stuff sounded like space wars to me. My, how phenomenal the equipment was during the 60s when I got drafted to go to Vietnam. Amen. And thank God God intervened and I did not have to go. But when I got drafted, amen, I thought, man, we are not equipped to fight. But after I read that brief, I found out that we were loaded with weaponry that was absolutely amazing. 
since Vietnam, amen, and Iraq, we have sophisticated ourselves over and over and over and over again. Amen. We prepared for the next attack. We prepared for a better battle. We prepared for a complete victory. Amen. I want you to know tonight that God is the only one that I know. Amen, friend, uh, that can do something outstanding. Amen. That can do his best and then turn around and exceed himself over and over and over again. When the devil thinks he's got us in a headlock, God shows us a move to get out of it. When the devil thinks he has us down, amen, the Lord shows us a way to punch him that we can overcome it. Amen, Job said, listen, amen, I might have to take a potsherd and scrape the pus out of my sores. I might have to sit here friend in pain and agony, but I'm telling you one thing right now. Let mama say curse God and die, but I'm going to tell mama no sir. Amen, you talk like a foolish child. Amen, God's never, 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 never let me down. God's not going to let me down. God's not going to let me be defeated. He's going to be God, brother. I'm telling my God, he's going to be God. He always will be God. Somebody lift your hands and glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Good God Almighty. When our choir sings, we will not be defeated. That's exactly what we mean. Never will forget. We had a family in our church that came to the Lord. He had asthma so bad, he had to lay over a chair for the bishop to breathe. Not just once a week, but almost every day. She had heart trouble so bad that under doctor's orders, she drank three bottles of beer a day to stimulate her heart. Of course, when she got the Holy Ghost, the beer stopped. Oh, hallelujah. If you're part of this modern church, it don't have to stop, they say. The beer stopped. Now, I never will forget, I just got the Holy Ghost. You know how on fire you can be when you just get the Holy Ghost? And I just got the Holy Ghost, and I went over to their house. And I was visiting with their boys. It was about my age, a little younger. And we were there. And then me just being filled with the Holy Ghost for a few months. And about that time, I noticed that she turned pale and had a heart attack. He grabbed her. And when he tried to grab her to lift her, to keep her from falling, all of a sudden, he started having an asthma attack. And he had a boy named Ray. And I'll never forget this. And he fell on the floor heaving and breathing and he kept saying, Ray, Ray, Ray. I thought he was saying, pray, pray, pray. And bless God, I did. Hallelujah. I mean, I began to call on God with that for hours, I prayed. Amen, that lady died that night. I'm serious about this. Amen, she died. They had laid her in her bed. She was cold. There was no pulse, nothing. He was breathing with everything he had, heaving. You could hear him. And I'll never forget about 3 o'clock in the morning, something came through that house. The devil was saying, I've got him on this second attack. But bless God, all of a sudden, Sister Womack's eyes popped open and her chest began to lift. And she said, who's that standing at the end of my bed? Press 
God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my God. Amen. I'm telling you, bring him on. Bring him on. There's somebody, somebody, somebody. My God, there's somebody in this house tonight that loves God, loves God, loves God, and will stand against the second wave. Come on, worship him. Would you stand to your feet tonight and worship the great God of heaven? Woo! Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. That man who stood the first attack, the man who stood the second attack, he wasn't defeated, he wasn't discouraged, but he said, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Notice this scripture. If thou fail in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. It didn't say your God's small. It says you're small. Why is your strength small? Because you have not put your faith totally, totally in Him. But there's some folks in here tonight who love Him. Trust him. Here's my son, God. Here's my daughter. Here's my wife. Here's my houses. Here's my possessions. Because God, you're so good to me. I don't know about you, but I like to get by myself when nobody's around. It's going to be all right. The second wave's coming. Run, oh, I'll run all right. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it, not away from it, but into it, and shall be saved. I don't want to be negative tonight, neither do I want to end this on a negative note. I still believe in holiness. I still believe in godliness. I still believe in faithfulness. I still believe in paying tithes and giving offerings. I still believe in being faithful to the house of God and serving Jesus Christ. But I also read in the scripture that there's not a weapon formed against you. It's going to prosper. We're on the winning side tonight. Oh, lift your hands and love him tonight.